listening to Fireside Chats with Roadside Shaman on Open Lines Radio. Follow Hannah on Instagram at Roadside Shaman. Follow Open Lines Radio on Instagram at Open Lines Radio. And check out Open Lines Radio online at www.openlinesradio.com. Now stay tuned for Fireside Chats. Enjoy! Hello again. Hello. This is Hannah Smith LaFriends, aka Roadside Shaman. Yet another fireside chat coming at you from Open Lines Radio. Um, I am by the fireside of my family hearth candle, my family altar candle, my healing candle, my birthday candle, my ceremonial candle, my uh, Hail Mary moonshot, chuck a pomegranate over the fence candle. You know what I mean? I'm I'm sitting right beside that in the lovely climate-controlled environment of an air-conditioned home in Southern California's hot end of summer, first day of fall, chaparral weather. Doesn't really feel like fall just yet. Still feels pretty summery outside. Summery. Not that kind of summery. I really, uh, I would love to give y'all a summary of how my morning went if it weren't uh, putting myself into some uh, state of potential, I don't know. Well, let's say I'm in a position of legal strength and I do not want to incur any vulnerabilities. So suffice it to say that... uh, The kids are all right. My kid is all right. My kid's always all right, no matter what. You know, I just, I cannot abide fear energy in my consciousness, in my field. I refuse it. I don't allow it. I acknowledge it in the sense of uh, awareness, of proximity, but uh, man, I don't give it hospitality. I don't welcome it. Mm-mm. No way, man. I identify it, and I, you know, let's see, effectively and efficiently uh, insist on its eviction pretty quickly. I'm not into fear energy, that's for sure. So I'm very grateful that uh, I am sitting here uh, you know, just a few minutes after 11 a.m. on a Monday morning, feeling good about stuff in general. And that, you know, that wasn't a guarantee when I woke up th- this morning. It wasn't a guarantee when I went to bed last night. You know, I try to really find this moment of uh, peace, ease, clarity, um, comfort. I do try to find that on a regular basis. I try to um, come back to that inner knowing of uh, balance, equanimity, equilibrium. I do try to come back to that often, but it's real rough when you're worried about your legacy, 
when you are uh, concerned about your own kin, your own, you know, blood mate, your own parents, your own emotional support beings. You know, however those geometries of relationship have worked out, whether it's through biology or circumstantial relationship or a dedicated focused commitment, when someone that's knit closely into your heart space is in a state of vulnerability or perceived risk by you, it can't help but kind of be attached to that risk a little bit on a human level. It's how our uh, minds or bodies, our brains, our hearts are sort of wired to work. We're social creatures that, uh, you know, herd animals, I guess. We really do have some sort of existential concern for the collective well-being, I think. And I mean, yeah, it starts really intimately, really, you know, closely, but um, it can be expanded to include a very large circle indeed. Mine, mine usually includes a very large circle. When I'm in a state of fear, that circle of inclusion and compassion, it does contract. The net, you know, is woven a little bit more tightly when I'm feeling that sense of nervousness or anxiety, limitation. Anyways, I, uh, I was very excited and happy and had a huge smile on my face when I pushed record. And why is that? Because I wasn't thinking about the minutia of my human existence. In that moment, I was thinking about the directions and how many we have and how they're all sort of influencing one another all the time and how we are in the flow always all the time and how it's equinox again 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 and everything is fine 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 everything's fine all the time because it's equinox again that's what I was really feeling I was really feeling some serious joy and abundant flow because I was realizing that exactly a year ago yesterday I was doing my um call of directions you know if you can even call it that it's an interfaithless let's see let's read the whole title shall we so we get it exactly right at 11 11 a.m oh yay i love good timing yay ah see see how happy that makes me when there's good timing when i feel aligned when i feel the alignment that is always present because i'm always aligned i just feel it more easily at one moment or another like at 639 into the recording for instance yes so this was the ceremony that I did it was sort of an initiatory public ceremony um, it took place at mirroring resilience at Lameda Institute in 2018 equinox so September 22nd 2018 this was um, a Hayoka ceremony. I mean, if Hayoka is going to build a ceremony from scratch, well, they can't use any of the old labels, I guess. It has to sort of be upside down and backwards and inside out from the get-go. So, 
This is entitled, We Are Here, Y Aquí, like the way it's written in Spanish, Y-A-Q-U-I. We are here, Y Aquí, which that means and here. And then Y Aquí is spelled out in all caps, which is a family clan call from my growing up. Um, I don't know how much of this you know, provenance I want to get into, but basically using Iaki as a clan call, reaching out um, in public spaces or across broad distances is a way that we identify our family within um, a crowd or, again, across distance. So um, to me, it always struck me as somewhat interesting that us saying Iaki was sort of like singing out in Spanish and here <laughs> sort of like you know one person said I'm over here and the other one said I'm over here and then there was an and over here you know like calling across the hillside so at any rate that's sort of how I pictured it as more of like a web spreading out crystallizing out instead of like a cardinal point shooting out walking away in certain directions I thought of it more like a chain of lanterns on a hill sending a signal fire outward, um, and it can go in any direction. So <clears throat> there's a picture in this document of a rad sunbeam coming into my living room. I assume was taken that day last year or sometime in the season last year. And then the directions for the ceremony last year was that the clan call was at precisely 99 minutes in to our group exhibition or 121 minutes out and that was at 6 39 p.m of course because numbers matter in my craftings and in my ceremony um, the officiants were to be four to eight people plus additional speakers as are willing we had at least i think four speakers yeah four speakers plus me so i guess five total um, the ceremony should resolve within nine minutes of the initiation with the introduction of Hannah Biedman. So when my ceremony concluded, then another um, artist and healer and shamanic practitioner who also happened to be given the moniker Hannah did their ceremony. And so that was really interesting to watch the universe bring that um, into play that two Hannahs did ceremony on the very same day. It was interesting. So um, the material elements <clears throat> for the ceremony were paper printouts of the text to be spoken by the officiants and anyone in the circle that wishes to speak in unison. I offered bells and rattles. Um, there was a totem pole called Kotafalaya, the Staff of Destiny, as a large text guide for the whole circle to read or see the full order of we do phrases. The full company of all humans being in the vicinity of the clan call. And then there were also ceremonial vestments worn by every artist mirroring resilience. So the exposition reads as follows. The significance of Kotafalaya, the staff of destiny, is called the long pole or leaning pole by both Chickasaw and Choctaw storytellers. It is the sacred guide that led the people away from their enemies and with the help of their guardian and healer, Ofitobi, the great white dog, both clans were led to their land of promise. 
Kotopalaya is the singular point of focus that drew the two clans together in union, as well as what eventually drove them apart into separation. It is a divinatory object, as well as a symbological representation of the point of collective agreement. Kotopalaya is the focal point of the tube Taurus, uniting the unnameable and unnamed, like a lightning rod for prana to flow between all the infinite multiple dimensionalities. Kotafalaya is the center of gravity for our humanity. Remember, dear ones, the enemy's gate is down. The significance of the ritual is as follows. The process of symbologically inviting in natures, elements, individuals, etc., is a common liturgical practice in nearly every social system when gathering humans around intentionality. Considering the belief energy tied to many of these commonly used benedictions and blessings used as invocations led us to create a different contemporaneous version. The goal is to call in directions, elements, natures, ancestors, etc., while avoiding the most familiar cardinal labels. Participants can engage with the invitation unburdened by their habituated responses to these types of ritual. For those that have done a ceremony like this a thousand times, it will feel like the first time. And with the perspective of time, perhaps this blessing will eventually become weighted down with excess belief energy, and then eventually will be loosed into the forgetting. But for now, these are good words to guide the human. Hashtag mind, body, heart, reason, spirit, soul in every season. Each can decide whether to participate in the process and in which way. Either they can speak or be silent in any moment. All in circle may each decide which, if any, of the words offered to speak in chorus, unison, harmony, or contrast to the ceremony. This is a communal somatic healing offered through shamanic practice to anyone attending mirroring resilience. Transpersonal vagal toning via group chant and contemplation will modulate the embodied experience of all present in the ritual. So now what I think I'll do is... Um, Pick up my bell, head on out to my stomp yard and repeat the ceremony, call in the directions by myself privately into my temple. It's the perfect balanced mirror to that initiation is to do the dress rehearsal after I had my first performance. Oh my gosh, of course that's what I ought to do. So what needs doing? I'm pretty much dressed and adorned and clad as needed. Um, the exception being perhaps some vestments. And that's easy because I have several sets and I'm at home at my temple. So all that's left is the choosing. I could see if I have, if I have, you know what, if I have my vestments from um, from that ceremony, the ones with, you know, it's basically like a, a, a loosening of the patriarchal necktie 
around everyone's neck. That's basically the vestments that I wore. It was a, a deconstruction of my wedding gown. So I basically took my wedding dress and tore it apart because I wasn't going to need it anymore and neither would anyone else really, not in that way. Um, and so I just, I utilized it for ceremonial vestments. It was an important part of my first um, or maybe most important ceremony prior to my spiritual um, awakening and evolution. My wedding ceremony was probably the most important ceremony that I was involved in because I crafted it from scratch and it was deeply significant to me. And so that gown was powerful. I mean, I'm, I bought the fabric myself. I went to the garment district, shopped with the designer, chose it. Like, I designed that dress. Yeah, a seamstress sewed it, but I designed that dress. So it's like, those vestments were my vestments to do with. And if somebody wants to get mad at me for not passing it down or donating it to a plus-size bride, they can literally suck my non-existent astral dick because it was my vestment that I designed for my ceremony. And when I want to tear it apart to make a new ceremony that is totally within my rights it's my art of course I can tear it apart it's my legacy of course I can rip it down unweave it of course people want to tell me I shouldn't do that come on now come on alright what do we have here that is not vestments. Do you guys want to listen to me mutter around and look for my vestments? How about if I can't find my vestments, maybe I do. Oh yes. How about the chartreuse banner? That's a great one for this ceremony. That'll be great. That's great. Love it. That's so much better even than turmeric. Okay. But like seriously though, guys, Real talk at 11.22 a.m. Are we doing the lighthouse? Are we going to do the freaking lighthouse? Oh, my God. You guys, if I walk out of my fucking house with a lighthouse on top of my head. I'm not saying call the lab coats. I'm saying, like, don't call the lab coats. Because I swear to you, this is not madness. This is process. I swear to you, this is not mania. This is art. I swear to you, this is not out of control processing. This is ceremonial celebration. Oh, yeah. I'm digging this. This is the chartreuse. This is what it's about. This is where it's at. I think I'm going to do some crisscross applesauce action. Because... It's not a wind ceremony. It's a calling in of quantum directions. And so I want to be a focal point. And that means banner work. Tucking it into the copper. Oh my gosh, you guys. This is going to be fucking epic and dope. And I should have a documentarian following me around all the time filming me because I get up to so much weird shit sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Do you know what I mean? 
Do you two live interesting and glorious lives that confuse your friends and neighbors and family members? If so, you should have a podcast and tell us all about it and let us listen to the background noise of your shenanigans. Because that is totally the Open Lines Radio aesthetic, in case you hadn't noticed. OMG, you guys! Did you notice that I'm a fucking California goddess? Yes! Sorry, but when you really nail your adornment and the color is so happy and right and spot on, like, what can you do except, like, bow down and worship that shit? Thank you, Lizzo, for giving us that magic of self-worship, of taking the glorious things that everyone else notices about you and start to notice about yourself, too. Okay, here comes the neckties. Here comes the crisscross action. Here comes the turmeric and the patriarchy and the unweaving. Oh my gosh, you guys, did you notice it's equinox? Because somewhere in my spirit, I must have. There's some shenanigans happening. I'm going full shaman. Full shaman, guys. This is what it looks like. Looks like fucking Queen Amidala bullshit. And that's okay. Because... It's serious around here. Oh, yeah. Okay, guys. I mean, seriously, though. What is happening with this ceremony? Adornment from scratch, cobbled together, totally perfect and ideal. That's how I know I'm deep in flow. Also, the speaking of rhyme thing, that happens, which is funny. I notice it and then I kind of crack up a little bit because like <laughs> rhymes. Okay, I've got chartreuse for sure. <gasps> should I wear my vest? You guys, should I wear my vest? No, you're right. That's totally not it. That goes over the green thing, doesn't it? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, we got full shaman town happening. I'm not doing the shoulder drape. This is all about the chartreuse, and I've got the necktie with the turmeric interweaving. I did wear this part of that vestment last year. That's totally enough. The only decision now is I'm going to literally feel how this, um, how this lighthouse feels going on. And if I can handle it, like, if it feels right spiritually, I'm totally walking out of the house with a fucking lighthouse on my head, you guys. And I'm going to go do ceremony in my yard. And maybe you wouldn't think, oh, well, that's not a big deal. Nobody's in, nobody drives down my street. I, people never see what I do in my yard. Who cares? What I want you to understand is there's about three roads into and out of my town, my community. And I live on like like one of the busiest ones, like probably the number two most busiest road in all of Fallbrook. That's my road. That's my roadside that I dwell on. That's my, that's it. All right, I need something to pat. Oh, maybe that's why this is up here because this is going to pat it where the rocks are because this is, oh, you know what it is? <gasps> I just figured it out. Okay, 
this, what I need is I need to tie this, I need to tie this hat thingy, what do you call it, the, um, the, um, what is the word I'm looking for here? This, I have a, um, it's a woven lariat, basically, of neckties and strips of turmeric dyed fabric, okay? It's braided fabric, basically, taken old men's neckties, and I braided it, plaited it, plaited it, however you say that, braided it, with um, uh, strips from that wedding gown I was going on and on about before. Yeah. So, anyways, this is what I'm going to do. I'm totally going to put this strap onto it. And, like, you know how, like, people have, like, ribbons to tie a bonnet on their head? That's basically what I'm doing here is bonnet ribbon type situation. Only it's instead of a ribbon and a bonnet, it's neckties and a metal sculpted lighthouse attached to a piece of burlwood that some random artisan crafted probably somewhere in the 90s, I'm guessing. This looks like 90s art to me. It looks like 1990s. This is from the 1900s, ladies and gentlemen. Boys and girls, pals, my dudes. This is gonna go like that. I hope you enjoy this process of listening to me work on this. If it's boring or irritating, there's nothing I can do about it because I'm clearly in ceremonial space. And that just means shit goes down the way it goes down. I think it's interesting. And I just observe it with curiosity and out without judgment. You know? Like, because what else can you do besides just, you know... I don't know what yeah what else can you do except just be curious I made this piece of adornment um, this lighthouse hat two years ago well I made it way before I did this other ceremony is the point and I wasn't sure how it was going to be used but I knew that it would be used for some sort of important ceremony because it's like a lighthouse. Like, hello. I didn't realize that like I was gonna be the lighthouse. I didn't realize that I was gonna be, you know, calling out the directions or lighting the directions or whatever, calling the signal fire. I don't even know how you call it. Okay, this really stuck. Come on now, there we go. That was a thick necktie. That one must've been from the 70s. They had really thick neckties in the 70s. Okay. This is going to be rad, you guys. Okay. I should have done it like a pentacle, maybe. But maybe not. This is going to be like this. And... I should have like watched a tutorial from people who do like showgirl headdresses 
or like those like big things they wear at carnival. I'm sure there's like some sort of proper tying technique for this sort of regalia that like I'm kind of probably reinventing the wheel here unnecessarily. But at the same time, that has been my entire process. Doing this stuff and then figuring out retroactively that like, oh yeah, that's totally how they do that over here with this thing, you know? And usually after a little while I do enough research and I find out it's like an ancient Muskogean practice. It's an ancient like woodland or mound builder practice. And I'm like, okay, well that makes sense why I'm doing it then. I get it now guys. Okay, let's do this one. That's holding up like that. And this is, I think I need to go like this. Up and through. And down and about and around. And then the thing is, once this is on here and like this, I'm not gonna have to reweave it every time. It's just gonna be on here, anchored. I mean, I might need to adjust something if it starts expanding or stretching or slipping, but the hope is once this is tied on here, then the straps can just be tied onto the person's head. We won't have to keep doing this, you know, over and over again. What's happening here? Why is this not? Oh, because that needs to go like that, probably. And then it can go over, under, through, and around, and about. Let's go down here. Maybe actually all the way down like that. Cool. Why not? Sounds good. Looks awesome. Gonna be rad. Okay, guys. This is a big moment. I'm so glad that you were all here to participate in this grand adventure. Okay, BRB. I totally remembered something that could help with the situation. legit have this little like foam circle thingy that I used when I was um what was this used on oh it was for my sinus surgery when I had sinus surgery it's like the face pillow they sent me home in when I was like semi-conscious because that was like a go home the same day type of procedure um <clears throat> foam circle like a ring almost like like a flat donut type situation but it is um foam pad and I think it's gonna help keep hopefully the lighthouse from bonking my head too much because it's not very heavy but the burl wood is kind of pokey you know, so it needs like, I re really should 
build some sort of a base to put on. Like I should attach it to like a bike helmet or something, you know, to be honest. But in the meantime, Why are you not staying? You used to stay. Okay, like that. All right, here we go. Like that. Guys, how do I get this to stay on? Nope, it's tilting backward too much like a sunbeam. Like a halo. I could see your halo. How do I get this thing to sit correctly? You know what it is? It's because the ties are at the middle and they shouldn't be at the middle. They should be offset slightly by like thirds. That's really what it needs to be. And then it'll lay flat on my head, I think. I may have to delete some of this stuff just because it gets boring to listen to me trying to fix this after a while, I guess. There's that part, and there's that part, and then there's this part. Okay, guys, come on now. We can do this. Are we just tying it around the chin? Is that what we're doing? Really? Okay. That's what you think. Okay. That's what it is. It just wasn't deep back enough. Here we go with this. How exactly am I supposed to do a call of directions with something tied around my throat? Hmm? I ask you, how? Good thing I've done all those pencil exercises. Right, Douglas? All right, chin up. Don't tilt forward, dear. If you do, you'll lose your hat. Chin up. Definitely. Chin up. How do we remember to keep the chin up? Do not look down. Do not look down. Do not look down. Chin up. How do we keep the chin up? a weight that pulls our head backward, so we have to work to keep it forward. What's a weight? A weight is a bell. 
Which bell weighs a good weight? Our outdoor bell. We will not need it to be hanging on our waist. It's going to be go both ways through. There we go. Well, that might be too heavy. And it doesn't really fit through there. Dang it. Okay. This little thing is pushing. We're just going to remember to keep our chin up. And 36, 36. We're just going to remember to keep our chin up. We're going to go out the back door. Yes. And if people worry about it, that's their worry, not ours. Let's see. So, got to duck down to get this in here. All right, so what I am not going to do, because I am slightly worried about what I'm slightly worried about is losing my lighthouse out on the ceremony. I don't want to do that. So, what I am going to do is give myself the stationary grace. No, the grace. of being stationary because this speaking around the necktie and trying to balance at the same time as moving around my unweeded unshaved stomp circle well you can tell how I feel about that so I'm going to begin I'm going to begin with the clarion call from the hinterlands. Iaki. So at exactly 11.44, my ceremony was interrupted. And at exactly 11.55, I'm re-entering it. So that's hilarious to me. I just notice it. I don't even try to force it anymore. I just notice it. So I just got off the phone with the school again, and that's nice. I did a little bit of a, a light work with the sun 
because I'm not videoing this ceremony and I felt like there was needing to be some sort of acknowledgement of where the light was in location. Just for narration reasons, we have just the little sliver of waning half moon above in the daylight, almost over, you know, leaning maybe two thirds, three quarters of the way through its arc in the sky. And then we have the sun kind of a quarter to two thirds of the way towards its zenith. So we're not quite to high noon yet, even though it says it's noon. We're not quite there. Um, so yes, the sun and moon, hashi, 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 hashi. They are dancing and greeting and playing together. It is my favorite time and place and space to be is where hashi sun and hashi moon are in union and communion and fellowship with one another. So at any rate, before I was so uh, appropriately interrupted, I was um, reading in the, in the ceremony um, this quantum interfaithless. What are we calling this year? Quantum interfaithless calling in of relations. That is what this ceremony is called. Quantum interfaithless calling in of relations. Can you hear the church bells in the distance? Oh, I'm walking out. I guess I'm walking out so you can hear it. That's so funny. I didn't want to be seen in this getup in my yard, but I guess I am. Oh my gosh, motorcycles and trucks and air conditioning. I wish my air conditioning would take a break for a minute so I could I could do it inside. I could it feels weird to do this indoors though. No. I mean, it's fine. It's actually appropriate to do indoors. It's just right now I feel like the fact that the sun and the moon are meeting in the sky means it should do it in their gaze. Leftward spiral. You can just feel my sacrum, my root, my solar plexus. They all just sort of like loosen up and drop down when I do just a little bit of bell, little bit of bell work. Everything just sort of, you know. So. We said, Iaki. And of course, we hear, hear again, whenever that's heard, we repeat it. Iaki. Ababanili and Sintalo. I am them. They are me. We are they. And they are we. I am them. They are we. That is the lyric. And if you want to sing it with me, the melody is like this. Ababinili and Sintalo. 
I am them, they are me. We are they and they are we. I am them, they are we. Abba bini li and seem to loathe. I am them, they are me. We are they and they are we. I am them, they are we. We call you in now with outstretched hearts, with opened minds, in this unique moment of infinity, in this our one sacred breath, we choose you. To the guardians and allies of that way over there, we do remember you, we do welcome you, we do bless you, we do honor you. We do serve you, we do appreciate you, we do love you. To the wardens and hosts of this way right here, we do remember you, we do welcome you, we do bless you, we do honor you, we do serve you, we do appreciate you, we do love you. To the stewards and neighbors of just next door, we do remember you, we do welcome you, we do bless you, we do honor you, we do serve you, we do appreciate you, we do love you. To the keepers and kin of way over yonder, we do remember you, we do welcome you, we do bless you, we do honor you, we do serve you, we do appreciate you, we do love you. We each and either, we all offer you the gift of air from our lungs. Tuned till transmuted, sweetened within the harmony of the symphony of creation, we speak our true name and honor every ancestor. In every single instance, we proclaim, I am. Now in this breath, I am a catalyst at the point of choice. I am, therefore, I am. Think not, lest you be troubled. Dwell, abide, remain, be. To all our ancestors and all our relations, to all the unspoken and nameless ones that commune with us, May peace greet you within this and every precious breath. <laughs>
Chukma Chapisila Chuk means hello, I will see you, as we Chickasaw have no word for goodbye. And that's about that. Well, you guys, I did it. Finally, a day after the one-year anniversary of my initiatory ceremony, I finally did a dress rehearsal with all my vestments. (laughs) At least some vestments, the ones that I wanted to use. This is the most complete perfection of a Hayoka ceremony I think I could imagine even scripting. It is the most, it is the most perfect completion of a Hayoka ceremony. Like, seriously though, is there a more perfect way than honoring the anniversary of a ceremony by having your first dress rehearsal for it? I mean, that's it. That's it. That you guys, I figured it out. I I have I am Hayoka. In ceremonial practice, I'm a night of fire and temple service. Okay? This is it. It's just these are the facts and they are undisputed. <sighs> it's good to sit in your own spiritual authority, you know? It feels so good way down deep in my bones to know from that space deep within that you are doing as you're called, that you're doing what you're called to do and be, you know, like, I just, uh, I'm seriously like, I'm proud of myself. I'm just going to say it. And I don't care if it sounds cocky or ridiculous or absurd, or if you guys think that I'm nuts for being proud of this. But like, if you knew that, like, somebody just graduated from, like, nunnery school or med school or, like, I don't know what the equivalent is to the stuff I'm doing around here. But, like, it's an accomplishment to complete an initiation. It's an accomplishment to complete novitiation. It's an accomplishment. And I'm going to take it as such. I'm going to treat it as such. I'm going to live and breathe and be it as such. I'm setting this on top of all of those rocks and seeds. They are beautiful and perfect. And I'm going to make them settled onto the pomegranates later. Okay, I'm taking off the vestments. I'm concluding the ceremony. Um, the candle's already lit. I did incense this morning. What's left? What did I miss? Anything? Blood sacrifice? Oh, come now. You know I did that when I gave birth to that human. Ugh, what else is left? Anything? Anything? What else is left? Water ceremony. Water ceremony. Water ceremony's left. Okachokmasi means beautiful water. Minuichoni means water is life. Okachokmasi means beautiful water. Minuichoni means water is life. Okachokmasi means beautiful water. Minuichoni means water is life. Okachokmasi means beautiful water. Minuichoni means water is life. This is good. So good. I am taking um, hibiscus ice cube 
I'm going to do a ceremony. This is it. It's time. I wondered when it was going to be time for this one, you guys. Oh my God. Okay. So ever since this whole bullshit with ICE went down with the children's separation, deportation, camps, etc., I've had this clairaudient message and vision of a hand squeezing onto an ice cube and it melting in their hand in either the fire, candle, or hot sun, or whatever. And the repetition is simply, with this hand, we melt ice, or with these hands, we melt ice, 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 with these hands, we melt ice. With these hands, we melt ice. With these hands, we melt ice. All right, you guys, I'm going. And this is where I'm signing out because this might become musty and change it now. Thank mm -hmm. you.